Whereas when we sit with God, say, okay, God, I really want to move for you. I want to do the things for you. And if you think for 400 years, the children of Israel were in bondage in Egypt. And then they started to cry out of God by reason of their bondage. You know, we've all been in bondage, haven't we, in one one way, shape or form in our life where we've had no direction, where we've been tied up in knots and the emotions and minds, uh, or relationships or finances or the direction in our life. We've all been there. We've all been lost. But now we're found. Now we've heard the wonderful truth from heaven. And Jesus Christ has set the record straight and put things right so that we can truly demonstrate God's glory and power in the earth. And it's not going to be done by our educational mind. It's not going to be done by who we know and who we don't know. It's going to be done by the truth of walking with God and our relationship with him. When we make up our minds, the decision, it always comes down to a decision. It always comes down to choices. Like God says, choose you this day, therefore life. And then he tells you, choose life. Choose the right way. Choose the things that are going to benefit you, that are going to bless you. And this life is not just a ordinary life. It's an extraordinary life where God's blessings and power are flowing through you. And it comes down to what Ethel was saying earlier on. You know, we've got to be humble to God and need for God. Humble is being needy for God and a willingness to receive what he puts in our hearts to do. That God, whatever you show me to do, I will do. Once I know it's from you, God, I'm going to do it with all of our hearts. So God really wants to demonstrate his power through us. And like I was saying, the children of Israel, they were in bondage 400 years under taskmasters. Day and night, they were slaves working hard for the Egyptian masters. And, you know, they were really hard with them. And thank God that we haven't had that level of hardness in life and living. And they made Egypt prosperous through their hard labor. You know, be the taskmasters would whip them if they even stopped for one minute. You know, and so their prayers come up before God. Now God's the creator of the heaven universe. He could have just done something right there and then. But see, there's the legal side of things. You know, Satan is the God of this world. And for God to operate, he needs a point of contact in the earth. So God had to work with Moses. And God rose Moses up. Moses thought he was inadequate for the task. Moses didn't think that he could do it. Moses didn't think, well, I can't speak. But whatever excuse or reason we think that we can't do it, God's always got an answer. God gave Aaron to help him, right? And God worked and built his faith. He showed him the power. He showed Moses that he was with him. He become friends with Moses. Moses become friend of God. And all God needed Moses to do for God to operate and to demonstrate his power and glory in the earth was for Moses to listen and do to obey the voice of the Lord their God, of the Lord his God. And as Moses walked step by step and followed the instructions of God, Moses then demonstrated the power of God. God was able to tell Moses what to do, when to speak, what to say, what not to say. And God was doing this by the Spirit, working in Moses. And um, and so one man, just one man, he led millions out of Egypt. Not only did he lead them out, but he led, led them out of all the gold, all the silver, all the precious things. That were their reward because they labored. They were due wages. So what they 
didn't have and what the greedy ones were taking, God made sure that was restored to them. But again, people want to do their own thing. So we could see the records, we could read the record about Moses and the children of Israel. They went into the desert. God was with them. He covered them. Was it by a cloud a day and a fire by night? He protected them. No one could touch him. No one can touch you. When you stay with God, no one can touch you. But then they started to do their own thing. They want, they was making images, gold, and stuff like that, and worshipping them when this one true God has just delivered them. They've been praying for many years to get out of this bondage, but they turned their own way. Now, God has given everyone a free choice. This is why we make decisions, okay? Therefore, life. And so when we receive God's way, we're receiving life. When we follow that and practice what God has shown, just like Moses did step by step, then we're led out of bondage. We're led out of the poverty. We're led out of sickness. And God is doing the same thing today. You are the point of contact in this earth for God to demonstrate his power and his glory. God sent Jesus Christ. He had all the prophets through the generations to Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ set the record straight once and for all. So all your abundance, all everything in your life has already been mapped out. The life, the God kind of life that God's designed for you has been mapped out. Your before game works, your prosperity, your health, your increase, your labors, your fields is already there. It's all there. Now, we may not be able to physically see it, but we're led into that as we're led by the Spirit of God. And we, I remember the Apostle Paul. Don't forget, he was a Pharisee of the Pharisee. He knew the law of Moses inside and out. He was many above his equal. But God had to humble him, the humble heart. You know, because he was going on proud, thinking he was doing God a service by killing Christians and putting them into prison. But he was doing a disservice. Uh, but God knew the true heart of Paul. And you know what? God knows the true heart of every one of you. And he really wants you to uh, manifest what he's got for you. See, God's got things for you as an individual person, not just as a group, but as an individual. But it takes humility and humbleness to cease from doing the things how you've been maybe previously taught or how you think it's going to be done. God wants you to go to him, sit with him and say, Father, my life is yours. Whatever you show me to do, I will do. I surrender my way. I surrender my ideas, my thoughts. Take the things from me that hinders me from bringing glory to you. Because I know, God, that my life is not my own. My life has been paid for. It's been bought with a price of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not my own. I don't belong to me. I belong to God. But God is so gracious and loving that he gives us all free will choices. So if you find yourself in a bondage in an area of your life, then sit with God and say, Father, I know that you haven't designed this for me. So what am I doing? What what am I allowing in for this area of my life to be hindered? If you're struggling in the area of finances, if you're struggling in the area of relationships, if you're struggling in the area of uh, laborers, if you seem to get going and then you're stopped, and then you give up. You know, when you start to move with God, you will get challenges. But when your eyes are fixed on God, you're, you're, you're seeing above them. Because we're living from the right hand of God. And God wants to demonstrate his power through you. And there's a record. I want to read it to you. It says, this is what Paul said. He says, and my speech 
and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom. See, man, the five-sense man, man of body, soul, he can have great wisdom of the world, and it sounds really great, sounds very close to the truth, but it's not. And Paul was saying, my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit first, and of power. Why? That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. God wants our faith to stand in the, his power, the demonstration of that power where signs, miracles and healings are operating, where people are being delivered spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, in their relationships. God has called you to freedom. You are free right now. But you might be in some prison that you put yourself in because you don't recognize what God has really done for you in Christ. So when we set our hearts to God and make him the first love of our life, that God is going to go, going to be first in everything that we do, then God can then bring into operation and into manifestation the things that he's before ordained for you. You've got to realize that you are an heir of God. You are a joint heir with Jesus Christ. That you are seated far above at the right hand side of God in Christ Jesus. That you are as Jesus is in this world. As Jesus is right now, so are you in this world. You do have authority. You do have power. Now, if we look at our carnal life and keep trying to, well, you know, I've done this in my past. I said that in my past then you're not going to go anywhere. You've got to let your past go. And you've got to focus on God if you want to move. Now, God has rose up many people because now we've all got Christ in us, those that are born of the Spirit of God, and you are that point of contact in the earth. And you can make a difference. But if we keep looking at our ability and our circle and our influence that we personally got, then we're going to be very limited. Because it's not about who you know in this world is about who you know, which is God, your father, and what he can do in you and through you and by you. And God says very plainly in the scriptures, cease from your own works. Don't try and do it in your strength or in somebody else's wisdom. Because if you're listening to someone and they're not demonstrating that spirit of God and power, bringing deliverance, uh, where God's open doors, where they're being fruitful, then you're just standing in someone else's words. And the words that God gives are quick, powerful, living energy. They're going to work swiftly in the earth. They're not hanging around. And we're very privileged to live in this day and time where the sound words are now being spoken and where the results of those spoken words are now being manifested. So it takes a decision. So number one, as an individual, whether you're going to be a full-time minister or not, that God, my life is in your hands. I give myself to you. I want to live unto you. I want to do the things that you before ordained and planned for me. Lead me into these works. I, I, I cease from trying to work it out myself. I'm nothing in and of myself, God. But now with Christ in me, I can be everything to you and to those in front of me. Make me useful, God. Work in me. Open up my heart. Open up my understanding. Give me your wisdom. Give me your direction. 
And Father, wherever you place me, I'll receive those words gladly. I'll put into practice the things that I'm encouraged. And I'm going to see the results because I'm doing this not for the person that may be encouraging me that you're working in, but I'm doing it because it's the words from you. It's your direction. And I know that when I receive these words gladly, it's going to be effective in me. See, it's not by your might and it's not by your power, but it's by the Spirit of God. Through the Old Testament, it tells you and shows you it's by the Spirit of God. Through the New Testament, we see the same thing. We see it in the life of Jesus Christ. You didn't see it in the life of the, of the Pharisees who had the law and had all these things. Pharisees knew the scriptures, but they brought in their own thing. And it's an idol. If you bring in your own thing, your own tradition, your own understanding, it's an idol. It's before God. It doesn't meet with the purposes of God. And that's why we have to submit to God as an individual. We say, okay, God, I'm willing to learn and I'm willing to do and I'm willing to practice. You help me in these things and God's going to energize you because God is always working in each and every one of us, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. And if you're hungry, see, you've got to be hungry. If you're filled up with junk food, you ain't going to be hungry for the real truth. And so it's good to do a checkup from the neck up. Go to God. Father, am I moving in your right way? Am I doing things from man's traditions, from things that I was taught in the past and that hasn't really shown so much in my life? But I know you've got so much more for me. I know that you want to do so much by me. Each one of us should be shaking up the world. Jesus was one. He shook up the world. Moses was one. He shook up all of Egypt, Egypt and God was able to open up great doors for the children of Israel to move forward. And so God is working in you. Like he's really working in you. He really is. He's communicating to you. But if your mind's distracted with so many other different things going on in your life, then you're missing the direction. God hasn't stopped speaking. God says also in the scriptures, be still and know that I am God. It doesn't mean to say you don't do anything, but he's saying, rest. Rest, come to me, bring everything to me. Don't make any moves without me. Don't get so anxious that you think you've got to do something and you're going to get a, a result from it. You might make your situation a lot worse. You might then start bringing in the wrong people. Like, for an example, when people get desperate for money, where do they go? They'll go to the bank. Did you give us a loan? No, you haven't got enough credit. And then they might go gambling to see if they can win money. So they get themselves into an addiction. Or they might go to a loan shark who's going to try great high interest. Then they come into bondage. So it, again, like when we just rest in God, okay, God, I know that you've called me to the good life. You called me to a life of freedom, a life of happiness, a life to live unto you. Because that's why we're born again, to live unto God. We're born in this world. And then we're born again to serve. We're born again to serve God. Jesus Christ set the greatest example. God was his first love. Whatever God wanted him to do, because his mind was focused with God, and because he was humble and meek, then he could hear the voice of the Father. When we get proud, it's easy to become proud, because we might be doing really well. You know, God's blessed us because we have been practicing 
And then we think, well, I don't really need these people no more. You know, I'm doing all right. I'm with God, and it's my relationship with God, which is true. It is our relationship with God. But I don't need these other things. I'm just going to move in my own way. You'll find you'll dry up. And God doesn't want that for anyone. God has called us to this wonderful body of Christ where we're all free to do what God puts in our hearts to do. And in that freedom, God will have you in a place where you can be fed and nourished and grow. But it's up to you to receive that. Like right now, as I'm speaking, you can think, well, I was just not saying all these things again. And he usually says the same old things. Or Sanger, yeah, he always says we're far above. And he always says the nice things. <laughs> He's saying the right things. He's saying what God puts in his mouth and in his heart. And that's what we speak, because God is working in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. And you can do all things through Christ, through that spirit of God energized in you. Then when you follow that direction, the thoughts, the ideas, the inspirations that come to your heart, when you apply them, when you do them, that's when you get your greatest results. So when God put in my heart to go to India, then he provided everything for that. Because I went to God, Father, I want to go. I really desire to learn. I want to see what these guys are doing. I want to see why they're being so successful year after year after year. <coughs> I want to see why people are, how they're coming from poverty to prosperity. How they're getting all these deliverances and uh, devil spirits cast out. People raising from the dead. Is an example they're a great example. That's why I want to go. And God's drawing me that way. And so what is God drawing you to? Are you resisting what God's putting in your heart? Because there might be other thoughts there from what you've learned previously stopping you. A paradigm. It's a paradigm. It looks good. You're, you've relied upon it. It may have worked for you in the past, but it's not working now, is it? Right? So that's what we sit with God. Okay, Father, give me your direction. Give me your vision. Give me your goals. Show me what I need to do. Here I am. I'm, I'm going to rest in you. I'm going to do what you put in my heart, regardless of what anyone says. So, the things that we've been doing, and the things that we've been encouraging, I was thrilled when I went to Nepal. Because the the happiness... And the words was, and the encouragement is the same as what we've been given on here. So I know we're going to have a great explosion. God is going to do his work. See, when God wants something done, it will get done. Here, find a way to do it. Here, find someone willing to do it. And here, find someone that's going to be humble to cease from what they think how it should be done. So God can work in you if you're humble. But if you think, well, no, I know I've been doing these things for years. I'm quite happy where I am. That's where you'll stay. God will keep you there if that's where you want to be. He's not going to violate free will choice, but God has got so much more. And we don't have to work for these things. It's already been done. All God wants us to do is go to him. And then God has taught us wonderful things about death and life. You know, choose you this day. So how do we, how do we do this, right? So how do we know what we're choosing? So like for an example, in the scriptures, Proverbs, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. <coughs> so we can choose what we speak. It's a decision. It's a thought process. 
But we've been so used to saying the carnal things at times and just getting on with the narratives of the world. And then we just repeat those things. But have we really thought these things through? Does it line up with the direction of God? So when we change our speech through practice, everything that we're doing is a practice. When we start to practice God's way, and, you know, your thoughts are seed. Do you know that? Because your thoughts are like, your mind is like the bucket where the seed is contained. And your mouth is where it's released, right? So your thoughts are seed, and then you release those seeds through your mouth. So what's in your bucket? What's in your mind? You know, is it the carnal things? Is that is there more mixture of seed of the carnal things than there is the spirit of God things? And if you want to get rid of those wrong seeds, then we focus with God. Seek ye first. First, not last, not second. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his right way, his righteousness. Then everything that you desire, your needs, your finances, your clothes, will be added unto you. Your labors will be added unto you. Your fields will grow and multiply. They'll be added unto you. This is the will of God. He wants you very, very fruitful. And all we got to do is remain. We remain with God. Okay? We remain in the vine. Jesus is the vine. God is the husbandman. He's tending to the branches. He's cutting off the ones or the branches that are not producing fruit. So he's sifting out and separating. Because God will have his work. He doesn't want any hindrance to his work. He loves everyone. He's paid the price for his son. But whether someone's going to be fruitful or not is a different thing. If you want to be fruitful, see, you're saved. You're born again. You're heaven bound. Okay, and God loves you dearly. But are you being fruitful? Are you adequate for the master's use? Are you ready for the master's use? See, the sound words will get you ready if you receive them gladly. If you're receiving these words gladly, it's preparing. It's plowing the heart and getting rid of the stones and the debris, the weeds, the things that hinder you. So that you can receive the good seed of the word, which is going to produce life, which is going to make you productive. And when you get focused, this is it, you've got to get focused, like focus with God. You know, like the saying in the beginning, look only to God. That's just focus. No, focus with God. Father, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to practice? You need to sit with God. Here, put things in your heart. Do those things. If you do what God puts in your heart, you're going to start to be very successful. You're going to be start, you start to be very fruitful. You don't have to have an education in this world. You don't have to have a seminar degree or a master's degree or a PhD because God qualifies the call. I don't qualify the call. Well, I've done this and this, so this entitles me to the abundant life. This entitles me to laborers. No, what entitles you to laborers is being with God, doing what God puts in your heart, being humble and meek to God, loving him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength above everything else first. We love God first. He's our first love. And then we take care of our partners. and our children, our family. And we keep God first, and as we keep him first, our families, our partners get blessed. And then as you're willing to do what God's showing you to do, then he blesses you. So 
Now you've been given the word and ministry of reconciling people back to God. Jesus Christ's ministry was to reconcile people back to God while he was in the earth and then he paid his life so that all of this wonderful goodness was made available for everyone. And all it is is their choice. Are they going to believe on God? Are they going to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ? Are they going to confess him as Lord and believe God raised him from the dead? The choice is up to them. The message is being delivered. See, faith, genuine faith comes by hearing and hearing the words from God. So these are the words of life. So choose these words. Don't choose the BBC News words or CNN or Sky News or the local newspaper or your your best unbelieving friend in the world. It might be lovely people. See, there's many people that I know that are not born again and they're lovely people. They're really good people, like really got good hearts, but they don't believe God. They mock at it. They kind of talk behind your back a little bit. But, you know, they're not going to add anything to you. And we think, oh, well, they're all right. They, they got a good heart. They listen to me. No, you want people that are going to believe. And then so God will bring those people to you when you go to him. Father, bring me those hungry people. Bring me those that are going to gladly receive the words that you give me to speak, not as my words, but as your words. Touch their heart. Open up their heart. Father, bring me those people. And there might be people God's brought into your life already, but they're not quite there. You pray for them. Intercede for them. Father, this person, go to work in their life. I rebuke devil spirits off them and their negative influences around them, Father, so that they got room to grow and receive what you're giving me to give. And God will give you to them, but we want ready ones. There's people out there right now, right in your area, could be your next door neighbor, could be your mother, brother or sister, or auntie and uncle. You don't think that they're going to believe and you're keeping your mouth shut. But we've been given the words of reconciliation. So when God shows us, we need to be bold and speak. Give them the opportunity. I think there was a record, I can't remember the record, if someone remembers it, just let me know, uh, where it was something to do with the messenger delivering the message, and if he didn't, their blood would be upon their head. But they delivered the message, so if anything happened to that person, their blood wouldn't be on their head. So when you know to speak to someone you don't, it's not a good thing. So we ask God for boldness. We ask God for confidence. Father, give me the confidence to speak when I should speak. You know, I might really know someone for many years and they're not really shown any interest in you, but God knows their heart and God may want you to speak to them. Father, give me that. Just show me when to speak like, and give me the confidence to speak to them. So our job is to speak for God and to do the things that he puts in our hearts, to keep him first. And to really be focused there. When you keep God first, here, take care of everything. If you follow the encouragement that's been given on here, and that's been given through Sanger and through other wonderful ministers that are fruitful, that have got constant results, then you're going to have the same. If you follow that direction, you're going to get the same results if you do it with all your heart unto God. If we just cease from our wonderful things that we've learned over the years, but hasn't really produced anything, we haven't really seen much great growth. We haven't really seen much outreach. There's something wrong with that picture. Because if you, if I give you a recipe to make a chocolate cake and you use that same recipe I use, you're going to get the same chocolate cake. So this is why we're, we're encouraging these things. Simple things like 
You go to God. You keep him first. Let God lead you by the Spirit. Speak in tongues. Uh, fellowship. Your confessions. What you're saying is so important. It's framing your world. You know, it's framing your world. Don't hinder yourself by speaking bad about other people. Whether you agree with what I'm saying or don't speak bad because it's going to be detrimental to you, not me. It's going to affect you, not me. And it's going to hinder you, not me. It allows Satan access in. When we speak the wrong words, then we start making Satan as Lord indirectly. When in reality, Jesus Christ is Lord. But in reality, we need to let him be seen that he's Lord. So when we say what God says, then we, the activation of that Jesus as Lord is in our life. You see what I'm saying? There's many people that are saved, but they're not living an abundant life. They're in bondage still. They're in sickness still. Because they've gone a traditional way, and they're afraid to change. When the truth comes along, they've been so indoctrinated that they can't see that truth. Their heart has become hard. And that's why I like those scriptures in the, in the, in the Bible where it says, you know, plow up your fallow ground. A fallow ground is a ground that's not been prepared to receive seed. But when someone becomes humble, they may have seeds and weeds in their heart and their mind, but God is able to work with them so that when they come, they listen, as they receive, they start to do, then that ground is being ploughed up and it's receiving the good seed of the word, which brings forth fruit, some 30, some 60, some 100, to the full capacity of that person and their faith where they are with God. Because you're not limited and um, you can go all the way with God. You can see the signs, miracles, and wonders. God wants you not to seek them, but they will follow you if you're moving in the right way. And we will see people raised from the dead. These testimonies will start being on this soon fellowship. It's already began, and it will start to increase. We will hear stories of people being delivered from life terminal cancers and other diseases. The miracles will start to flow. Because this is God's calling card. This is the demonstration of the Spirit of God and in power. We begin by speaking by the Spirit. That's the beginning of it. And then those words which are life are going to work in the earth. Now, Satan's had too much of his own way through tradition, through religion, through the media, through the world. Everyone's speaking his words. He's Lord in their life, even someone that might be born again, but speaking carnally. So your words are very, this is where it's at. What you believe in your heart and you say with your mouth will come to pass. So we practice changing those things. Sit down. Be quiet. Be still. No, to sit down and be quiet. Have you ever done that where you just sat down? Turn everything off and start to focus with God. You, you'll find that your mind is speaking loud. And it's all the wrong things, right, at times. But the more we practice going to God, then we can get ourselves to a point where we're really hearing that voice of God, where we give everything to God, we're lifting every burden, every negative thing, and we're saying, Father, you go to work in these situations, show me what to do and I'll do it. If I'm not to do nothing, then you show me. If I'm to do something, then you show me clearly, and God will show you clearly. He wants you so blessed, he wants you so prosperous, he wants you so happy. Prosperity starts in your heart, in your will, in your mind, in your emotions. And you've got the Spirit of God in you. And God says now, use this ability. You can discern devil spirits. Listen to people's words. You'll soon know. If you're tuned with God, you'll know when they're speaking not from God. 
And then God will give you the words of life to deliver that person or to build their faith up. Depression, anxiety comes from looking at the things of this world, comes from looking at your past, comes from looking at your inability. But we're not looking at our ability. We want to look at God's ability in us and what he can do by us. And we got direct access to God. And he is working in you. And we are very privileged right now. Because God's doing a mighty work right now. God is rising the faith of not just one Moses, but many. Many Christs are rising up and are activated. And it's spreading throughout the whole world. So watch this space. Watch your space. Say, God, now fill this empty space. Light be. Labors be. Power be. Your demonstration be, Father. Your love manifest. Your light shine. I rebuke these spirits. They've got no authority, jurisdiction, or right to move against me. And I rebuke them right now, and I forbid them to move against me. Now, Father, let your light shine, and you pave my way. Send your angels before me. Clear my path. You redeem my life from destruction. You crown it with the loving kindness and the tender mercies so that my youth is renewed like that of the eagles. And Father, you give me your words to declare and to speak. So when you open your mouth, lights. See, right now, in the spirit realm, where the little devil spirits operate, this house is blazing light. They're running away. When you speak the heavenly words, they run away. You're shaking it all up, baby. And this is how powerful you are. Do you believe that? See, what you believe in your heart, you'd be. God's shown you all these things. He's taught us all these things. So when Ethel says to her brother, you're coming out of the hospital, if he believes, he's walking out of that hospital. You're healed. Be healed. There's people that have been dead in hospital, and they've rung their leader, or oh, my brother's died, or oh, my wife's died. And the leader's been inspired, take the phone to the rear. And they've told him to wake up, and they've woke up from the dead. Because this is the authority we got. We're supposed to do the same works as Jesus Christ done and greater. And we are. We are now. This has begun. And God's going to energize this more and more and more and more and more. <coughs> God's words moving throughout all of the world. And great things are happening. So if you want to be on the glory train, now, today, step on it. Because we're taking off. Or you can stay at the train station. And God says the choice of yours. Choose death or life. It's up to you. It's time to really move. Make an impact. Let God make the impact through your life. He needs a willing and humble heart. And say yes God here I am. Send me. I will speak for you. I will open my mouth. As you show me. As you lead me. As you guide me. Make my feet like hinds feet. Set me upon my high places so I can bring glory to you. And that people can come from darkness and light, from the shadow of death to the power of you, God. And God will demonstrate his power through you, believe me. And he's going to do it. He's going to do it in you. If you receive this, he's done it. It's already done. And so now we'll see the manifestation of these things. Keep humble. Keep meek. Keep willing. Keep focused. Watch your mouth, put a guard over your heart, put a guard over your mouth, don't speak evil, don't speak about anyone else, don't put anyone else down, because it'll come back to you tenfold. God wants you to speak good things, joyous things, this way, this speech, this is the speech we need to be speaking. And so this is what I've seen <laughs> in India, 
what I'm seeing here, and now what I'm hearing on, on the Sun Fellowship. So stay meek and humble, stay connected to God, stay connected where God's got you connected, and practice the things you've been encouraged. You won't go wrong. Do it all unto God, not unto the minister. The minister is just a mouthpiece to give the direction of God for you as you come, as you desire, when you need that extra boost and direction. Uh, but you're free to move with God, but stay connected. Stay connected. You won't go wrong. And this is what I see in India. These guys are moving powerfully. Many wonderful ministers. Hots. Really red hot. Raising the dead. Healing the sick. Cleansing the lepers. Great abundance. But they're humble to God. But they also stay humble where they're connected. And so now God's work is flourishing all over the world. Now it's spreading, touching these shores. And in Europe. And in USA. And the world. So that's what I wanted to share.